Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. How about a little 511 for you? Hope you're enjoying the NBA, NHL, Stars fans. That series cranks back up again tonight. Huge game five coming up in a two all series. We'll hit a little bit of that. Plus, it is NFL schedule release day. They've already leaked out a couple games ahead of the big schedule, and the Cowboys are one of those games. So we'll let you know what that is coming up at about 1230. We'll hit the NBA, and if you want to jump in, it's always the Specs text line, 337-3776. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, though? Happy Thursday, everybody. How you doing, Chad? Woo, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Pretty good NBA last night. Pretty solid team staying alive. I yep. like it. Sur- I'm, survival. I'm praying for four game sevens. That's yeah. an NBA lover's dream. That would be your You're one step closer now. Right, let's get it. One step closer. We got a couple teams tonight that could help you get uh, get those get two of those game sevens, and then tomorrow night we might find out we get the other two. That would be a uh, a wild uh, good pie in the sky if you are just hoping for uh, great theater because it was uh, it was pretty good last night. We'll get into those teams uh, also a little later in the show today. We are hoping. For a big-time guest, and I mean that literally and figuratively because when the world's strongest man is in the house, things just look and feel a little different. It's always great to see Mark Henry. We're hoping to see Mark Henry in the flesh today, talking about the AEW event next week, but also talking about his um, ben- the benefit he's a part of, the event, the big lift that benefits the USA Weightlifting Foundation that is next Friday uh, on the 19th. Go to hornfm.com for the info to get in on that. And uh, in case you don't know, your ticket price will include a hosted full bar, dining experience and interaction with Olympians and other celebrated sports figures. Hopefully today, Zay, we can get Mark to commit to which exact figures are going to be there. He's, he's thrown a couple names at me, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say them out loud, so I'm going to let him say it today. Okay. Like, who's it going to be? But there's some Olympic love going on. He mentioned a wrestling name that I was pretty excited about. Okay. He mentioned a couple Longhorn names that you'll be excited about. So 
That's all coming up in the 2 o'clock hour today, about 2, 2.05. We're uh, going to talk to Mark Henry, AEW USA Weightlifting Foundation event coming up. So we're very excited about that. Uh, and uh, like we said, a lot going on uh, with the NBA and the fact that it is NFL schedule release day. That happens uh, a little later on. Uh, also, just want to send our best out to everybody today weather-wise and throughout the rest of the week. Some rain may be coming in and things are getting moved around and rescheduled. You heard Craig talking about a lot of that. Hopefully the baseball series gets in with San Jose State. Hopefully the tennis is able to, to happen. Men's and women's tennis over at Texas, really good right now. Uh, they do have some indoor options if they need it. Uh, they're going to try to play outside as the weekend happens as they are to the uh, Super Regional round. In, uh, in men's and women's tennis, and then uh, we hope you know high school baseball is able to play uh, around the raindrops. Texas softball is in Oklahoma City, and they've got weather, and they're having to move things around today. At last check, they were supposed to play at 12:30 today, and now it's moved to at least one because there's a lightning delay. So, got to get all that stuff figured out. But uh, we hope everybody is safe and sound today uh, in and around all the rain. Let us know what you're most excited about in terms of your NFL teams, Cowboy fans, Texans fans. What do you look for on schedule day? We'll get into that at 12.30. But uh, let's go ahead and start with a little NBA here, Zay. Last night, two teams did exactly what you wanted them to do. If you're looking for Game 7s, they were needing to stay alive they were needing to show their home fans that they weren't going down easy, and both of them did, Golden State and the Knicks. Where do we start today? Which of these teams you want to hit first? Yeah, I got to start with the Warriors. Shout out to them. We know that championship pedigree would not go down lightly, and it all started with Draymond Green. You know, the worst thing that the Lakers could have seen walking into the arena is Tom Izzo in the stands. Mm-hmm. Draymond oh, Green. I didn't see. Was he there? Oh, he was there. Oh, no. Draymond loves that man. Like, second dad type stuff. I don't know how close Draymond is with his father, but he's probably pretty close. Uh-huh. He stayed four years there. He's a Michigan guy. Him and Tom Izzo are very close. He says that he owes Tom Izzo everything for getting him to this point. And I've been watching the Warriors ever since Steph dropped 54 at the Garden almost 10 years ago. And every time Tom Izzo is at a Warriors game, Draymond steps up. Scoring, doing stuff we might not normally see out of him. You know, we know he's a playmaker. We know he's a good defender. But he set the tone. When he hit that three yesterday, shooting only 31%, that was huge. Not just for the Warriors' confidence, but for the Lakers and their strategy. Oh, man, even though we know we want Draymond to hit that, once he hits that, we got to play him a little bit closer. Not much. But just a little bit closer, and he took advantage of that. He was getting to the rim. He was blocking shots. He set the tone early. He got a foul really early in the game, like maybe the first minute, second minute, and he was about to get a tech right then. But that was just the tone. Like, I'm intense. I'm hype. I need to be this way to give my team that extra lift because we need something different. Like, Clay, he's still struggling. I don't know if it's because he's a hometown kid from L.A. and his pops was – uh, Showtime Laker and won rings with Magic and Wordy and Kareem. And this might be a little more sentimental to him, to where it's hard for him to focus. But Steph, he came to play. And I love the adjustment that Steve Kerr did with putting in Gary Payton the second. Starting him these last two games, that, that changed a lot because GP2, 
He's not he's not a big. He's a guard, but he could play like a big. He's very athletic. He goes to he crashes the offensive boards. He sets a lot of on-ball screens because they're trying to hide him, so they're trying to hide LeBron a lot of the time who's guarding him, and then they're going at LeBron so they can wear him down and the rest of the crew. And also bring out Anthony Davis when he's trying to guard Anthony or when Anthony Davis is trying to guard GP2, just so Anthony Davis doesn't have to be by the rim and he's not a shot blocker or game changer with his defense. So yeah, man, the Warriors, if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm super nervous because we saw AD get whacked. Which, Charles Barkley, Shaq, y'all laughed. We know y'all are ignorant. I know that's a topic today about those guys. Did you see that yesterday inside NBA? I don't think I did, no. So, or, this, I didn't get let to me that paint part. the picture for okay. you. So, Anthony Davis gets whacked. You saw that. Yes. He had to get rolled out in the wheelchair uh-huh. for concussion protocol. Right. Now, if you go back and watch Kevon Looney whack him, it doesn't look like a concussion-type hit. You know, it just seems like a normal whack. Yeah, it stings a little bit, but, you know, rub some dirt on it, get back out there. Mm -hmm. So, concussion protocol, they wheelchaired him to the locker room. You come (laughs) after the game inside NBA, Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, EJ. Shaq and Charles are laughing for like three minutes. Kenny's trying to give an analysis, trying to, you know, give everybody game like he normally does. Kenny Smith does a great job at right. that. I love the Jet. What they're he just, does. And they're just dying Joking on Anthony Davis? They're, they're not saying it. They're not really saying it. But then Kenny, like, grabs his chair kind of like in a roll motion. And Charles is still laughing like, Kenny, what you doing? You, you doing the wheelchair thing? What, wow, what is that? Okay. So everybody thinks they're very insensitive, which you got to remember, these guys played in the 90s. If you get a hit like that, going out the game is weak in their minds. Right. Now, it's Anthony Davis. Let's be objective here. If he falls, I think that's it. He's done for the series. Dude, that- every time he falls, every time he gets a boo-boo, I'm like, oh, this is it. Dude. He's gone. He's out. The only people I know in sports that take more shots to the head than him are UFC fighters. Yeah. And boxers. Like, it's amazing how much he gets hit and gets hit in the head. It feels like it's always hit. he's always getting domed somehow. It's crazy. I give the Lakers a lot of credit for winning that championship in the bubble in 2020. In 2020 mm-hmm. Excuse me. But if they didn't have that break to where we saw, what, the Utah Jazz game, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, they got COVID at versus Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's when they shut the whole NBA down along with the world after. And – they went on like a break. I don't know when that was, toward the end of the season, and then they jumped right into the playoffs around September and ended in October. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have that break, Anthony Davis, I don't know if he would have been durable enough to play. He got healthy, and he came back as strong as he's ever been. Who knows what will happen if they just continue playing those games. Now you don't get that luxury. Once the season ends, you start the playoffs. So – we just been thinking it's only a matter of time Anthony Davis gets knocked down and he doesn't get up. God forbid you don't wish any injury on anyone, but you see his track record. It's not good when he falls, when he gets hurt. He usually misses a lot of games. And, yeah, he avoided concussion protocol. They said he'll be available for game six. Clearly he won't be 100%. But, yeah, man, that's, I have no problem with Kenny and Shaq. I mean, uh, Shaq and Charles laughing. They're ignorant. We know they're ignorant. They, they, you know, that's just what it is. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> probably a little insensitive Very. to the situation because everybody, hey, everybody's melon is different. 
right? Everybody's different. I get on a roller coaster and I'm going to vomit. You may not be that way. People listening right now aren't that way. That's not because I'm scared or I'm a wuss or whatever. It's just the way it is. I respond to motion sickness in a different way. Um, some people don't. And then in this stuff, people are going to respond based on you know what they've been through. Davis did have 23 and 9, but you could barely feel it last night. Uh, Lakers put up a decent fight. It ended up as a 15-point game. They at least made it a little bit of a battle. What I would love in this game, Zay, if I am the Warriors, by the end of it, the plus 15, they were plus 9 in the threes, they were plus 4 in the twos, and they were plus 2 in free throws. Remember how bad it was earlier in the series? If they can even make the free throws kind of close with the Lakers, that's great. They were plus two last night. That's gravy for them because they know these Lakers create free throws. They stayed right with them last night. Yeah, and Steve Kerr, he was smart. Call him, uh, you know, bitchy, crybaby, whatever. When he went to the podium and said, yo, these moving screens that they're calling aren't moving screens. Lakers flat out flopping. I don't know if he got fine or anything, but that was genius to say. When you're mm-hmm. down 3-1, you got to say something to give you an advantage. And it's pretty rich that he said that. Very Steve Jobs-ish, very Robert Kraftich, very rich to say that because they do yeah. a lot of moving screens. But I've ref before, Chad, you, don't, you want the game to flow. You can't. You could probably make a call, kind of like in football with holding. Mm-hmm. You could probably make that call every single play. There's probably something happening, but you gotta let it flow. And the Warriors know. Okay, they might call this moving screen. They call, might call that moving screen. But we're gonna keep doing them. And the Lakers, they know that they've been exaggerating when they get hit. Mm-hmm. And Steve Kerr made it aware last night. I didn't see many of those calls. Well, the other good news is if they keep surviving, he gets two of these last three at home. So he also knew they were at home. He was going to get that love. Now he also is trying to plant that seed for game six. Because game six in L.A., the notion, if you're a conspiracy theorist, would be that the league wants the Lakers to win, the league wants LeBron to win, and in their house they're going to get all the calls. So Steve is trying to you know, kind of play, I guess, against that, if you will. But just a great all-around performance from the Warriors. Yeah, to, to, with, for Wiggins to have 25 last night? Yeah, he was big. He was going that wow. round. He was tough. There were two big plays throughout the game that changed it for the Lakers when they kind of started creeping back in, and then the Warriors just ripped their heart out. It was before halftime. It was 64-59. Clay Thompson with about 45 seconds left. So the Lakers are close. If we keep it here at 64-59, we go in down by five at halftime, feeling good about ourselves with all the threes that they hit early mm-hmm. on in the game. But in that 45 seconds, Clay hits a three. Now it's 67 to 59. Anthony Davis gets the ball on the other end, turns it over, and then Steph Curry hits that dagger oh, three. Man, what a to shot. In the half. Now it's 70 to 59, just like that. Yep. And the dagger three, just think about how deflating that is. So that was one key point of the game. Then you fast forward to the fourth quarter. The Lakers get within nine. It's 95-104. Anthony Davis is out the game. Austin Reeves hits a huge three. Steve Kerr calls a timeout. Steph Curry goes on a 5-0 run himself, just like that, to put the lead from nine to 14. And about five minutes to go, and the shot that he was hitting, that pull-up jumper, that corner three, the crowd erupted, and then Andrew Wiggins hit an and-one shot, and that was basically ball game. Last night in the postgame, Le- um, LeBron, Draymond said something interesting. He was 
giving Steve Kerr so much credit for his his calmness and his confidence that he says it, it feeds down to everybody else on the team. They are so impressive in a lot of different ways, but what you just said is, I think, one of the key ones. His ability to know when to take that timeout, to know exactly how to handle that timeout, and the way the guys come out of those timeouts. They will hit you with those 5-0, runs when they've looked sluggish and they look like they're kind of faltering a little bit. They can turn it on a dime, and they did it last night a few times. Steve Kerr has had the best examples coming up in the league to when he got to be a coach, he could pick the guys that he learned from. He got drafted by Lenny Wilkins. Well, I don't know if he got drafted, but he was on the Cavs early mm-hmm. in his career. Lenny Wilkins, one of the best coaches of all time. Yep. I don't know if Lenny has any rings, but he's one of the best coaches of all time. Then he goes on to the Bulls, Phil Jackson. We know how calm Phil is with his Zen master stuff, the sage, all that weird, yeah. hippy-dippy stuff that he'd be doing. <laughs> Phil's different, but talk about calm. Phil was always calm. Oh, now Phil uh, Phil wouldn't even take the time out. <laughs> Phil would just look <laughs> yeah, at well, you, you like— got a mic. Y'all got to figure this out, MJ. Sorry. It's Mike. I wouldn't take timeouts either. Why waste them? We got the greatest player of all time. He just just give you that look like, hey, Mike, just go for 30. We're struggling right now. Just go get the 30, please. Hey, 23, that's you. (laughs) That's you. I'm not calling timeout. (laughs) Yeah, like, Phil, the triangle ain't working. All right, Mike, take over. That's (laughs) what it was. That's all it was. You don't have to call a timeout for that. So he has that. Then he goes on to Greg Popovich, and same same thing. He don't get rattled. Nope. So both of those guys you won with, championships with, so you saw them at the highest level of pressure, and now you get to have your own team with a whole bunch of stars and Hall of Famers. Yeah, no need to trip. No no need to trip at all. That's why I think they're still going to take the series. And then much like all those guys, other than Wilkins, because you're right, I don't think he has any rings, but much like once the Phil thing is building and the Pop thing is building, you're doing all of this with rings in your pocket, Mm -hmm. with the experience in your pocket, but also with the championships. So you know you're not going to go to bed at the end of the series and go, oh, I've never had a championship. No, no, you got those. You're trying to get more. You're greedy. You know, you got the Kobe mindset of I want as many as I can get, but – Every time I see Steve Kerr interviewed, in-game, out-of-game, whatever, I just think to myself, yeah, he's not rattled. He is not rattled. He's calm. And I thought it was interesting that Draymond pointed that out last night. They looked extremely focused. And you're right, right from the beginning, it's him. They go 52 in the paint, I think it was, yeah. last night. Well, you put up 70 and a half in the playoffs. Whew. You're you're getting buckets. 50-52 in the paint, something like that. And uh, Jordan Poole was better. He was better. He had a couple of big shots that they needed to get his confidence going because they're going to need him down the line, especially if they continue to play in the postseason. Gavon Looney, it seems like he's slowly getting over that illness. I thought he had some key offensive rebounds yesterday. And, yeah, man, this, if you're a Lakers fan with Anthony Davis taking that shot and LeBron James kind of tweaking his ankle a little Ooh, bit. that was interesting too. Yeah, Not good. Not good one bit. It was not great. And then Russell and Reeves had pretty good games with 15 apiece, but the way Golden State was playing, they were going to each need like 20, 20, 25. Yeah. And they weren't quite there. Only LeBron and Anthony Davis got over 20 points in that game. So 121-106 was the final there. That series now will transition to L.A., as we mentioned. Lakers trying to close the door tomorrow night at home. Um, The other team, of course, that stepped up last night, the Knicks, they keep that series going at 3-2. We'll be talking about that today. Shout out to Quentin Grimes. They shot lights out and stayed alive. Shout out to Quentin Grimes. 
his D, 48 minutes. Jalen Brunson played 48 minutes too, and he definitely deserves the game ball. But, man, I know the game ball is Wilson now. If I was Jalen Brunson, I'd at least peel off the W or something mm-hmm. and hand it to uh, my man Quentin Grimes because his D on Jimmy Butler yesterday, immaculate. One of the greatest possessions in Nick basketball history these last few years was Quentin Grimes getting hit on the screen, falling down mm-hmm. like dead leg, limps back up, and then rips Jimmy Butler in clutch time. Like takes the, I've never seen Jimmy Butler get ripped in my life. He's so tough. He's such a good ball handler. I've never seen anybody take the ball from him the way that Quentin Grimes did in that moment where they needed to stop because they were only up by four or six points. That was a huge play. And if the Knicks go on to win the series, I'll be thinking about that play for the rest of the playoffs. The fact that Butler didn't even get 20 Yo, in the game is a huge statement. 48 to, minutes? To what you're talking about. He played, uh, what, 43 is what I'm seeing here? Oh, played man. Played 43 and he scored only 19 points. That's big. Now, I want to see how Jimmy Butler responds in game six. Yeah. South Beach. Because both these teams need to think of Lakers and Heat have to think about it one way. One shot. One time. Not game seven. Forget about game seven. We cannot get on a plane. Not in this series. This series has to be done for travel. We have to finish on our home floor. How much intensity will we see out of Jimmy Butler tomorrow? I think the Heat are better off losing game six than the Lakers are. I think if the, if the hmm. Lakers lose game oh, six, I agree with that. it's a complete wrap. I would agree. I think if the Heat lose going back to Manhattan, I still think they have a chance because mm-hmm. 48 minutes for Jalen Brunson, that's a lot. I, is he going to get winded? I, it's going to be interesting seeing him and Grimes both play the whole game, going back for game six. Yeah. If if you're Tibbs, are you going to play on the whole game again? Yeah, that's a great point. They both had 48. <laughs> I didn't realize it was 48 for both. Oh, man. That, your backcourt. Ah, the the ball handlers, the energy, the guys coming up oh, down the floor the most. I'm tired saying 48 minutes. Dude, I got exhausted watching him play <laughs> last night. My God. Uh, Golden State and New York both win tonight. You've got one home team and one road team trying to end a series in a game six. Boston and Philly, Denver and Phoenix will fire up tonight. We're definitely going to talk a lot of NBA. But it is also... NFL schedule release day. Cowboys fans, Texans fans, we'll tell you what we know. We got one Cowboy game we know for sure when it will happen. Plus, we know the first Monday nighter and Thursday nighter, and then later it all will come out. We'll talk some NFL coming right up. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. That's a big voice right there. Um, she said, prove your love. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Sounds like if I was going to call the song that, I'd just start right away. Um, sounds like Taylor Dane. There we go. Yeah. She had such a great big voice. That was a uh, that was a powerhouse for a while. I don't even know if she was big enough. Like, I don't know if Taylor Dane, I, I'd have to have somebody tell me, but I feel like Taylor Dane was even more talented than she ended up getting credit for. Right. Well, she had some massive hits back in the day. Taylor Dane getting us started. Speaking of music, 
We are moving the album swap discussion to tomorrow for a couple different reasons. One, we got Mark Henry coming in today, but also we had a little uh, kind of schedule change on the week where we wanted one extra day. And uh, Zay and I are listening to they're kind of long albums, I guess. But tomorrow at 105, we're going to get into the album swap discussion. I am listening uh, to A Tribe Called Quest and The Low End Theory from 91. Zay's listening to Metallica's Ride the Lightning from uh, July of 84. Zay, you done with Ride the Lightning yet? Yep. Okay. And I'm done with The Low End Theory as of yesterday. I love the two album covers. They're fantastic. We have a a um, an electric chair basically in the sky yeah. with Metallica. And that cover for Low End Theory is awesome. I don't know if that's just a drawing. I don't know if that is a literal person that's painted up that way, but it's a great visual. Yeah. I want to say it's African related. Okay. Yeah, we'll oh. have more of that information tomorrow. I'm really interested uh, in that discussion. I think uh, you and I may need to get an award for these two picks in one week. Not that we haven't picked good records before. This is a pretty good week. Yeah, yeah. We picked I, we picked some good ones, I think, this week. We'll get into that tomorrow at 1.05. Uh, tonight, once Ball Don't Lie is done, of course, you get Rod and Harge and Patrick at 3 o'clock. They will break it down for you till 7. Longhorn Blitz podcast, replay at 7 for you Longhorn football freaks. We know there are plenty of you out there. And Instant Serious with Patrick and the crew, uh, the different side of everything with that show. If you haven't heard it, it is now a Thursday show at 8 o'clock. That's coming up tonight with Patrick and the crew. All right, uh, we've hit some basketball. We'll continue to do that. The All-NBA teams are out there, plus these two great matchups tonight night where two series could end we could get two teams into the conference finals or we could get Zay half of what he wants he wants four game sevens we could end up with two of them tonight uh, created if we get it uh, the right way so we'll talk about that but it is also NFL schedule release day Um, Zay this is such a good day that we always talk about the brilliance of them leaking stuff out our man Jacob just stuck his head in the door he is don't say we are not equal opportunity around here he is a Washington fan yeah. Whew, it's tough. It's very tough. It's tough to deal with. But again, EEOC will come after you if you tell people like that they can't work for you. You know? Yeah. If, you tell, if you tell Commander fans they got to go. Yeah, Jacob's my guy because he's just as hurt as I am for them trading Taylor Heineke. I mean, I follow Taylor Heineke wherever he goes, but him being a Commander's yeah. fan and you're not really knowing what's going to happen with Sam Howe. I'd be hurting, too. It's rough. But you know what? Jacob comes by it naturally. He comes by that fandom the way a lot of us do. It's his dad's team. So he grew up with he and his dad in Washington. Just uh. like my wife grew up with her and her, she and her dad being Pittsburgh folks, and my dad was a Cowboys fan. So uh, anyway, but he leaned in and he said, hey, I'm hearing from a guy in Washington. Thanksgiving, Cowboys and Washington. Ugh. All right. That's an ugh? I mean, Cowboys are going to roll by like 20, so... Well, I certainly hope you're right there, but I'll be the old head that says if they wanted to put that game on Thanksgiving every year, I'd be okay with it. Because that that feels like Thanksgiving to me. Huh. It just feels like Thanksgiving. Now, does somebody want to come back and say, hey, old man, do you think it feels like Thanksgiving because they used to be the the Redskins? Oh, oh, man. And because of the history of Thanksgiving. I'm so proud I wasn't thinking uh, that dark. Squanto and uh, everything. Is that why? Is that why? No, it's not. It just seems like when I was growing up, it was the game more than it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I feel like three out of every five years, it was Cowboys, Redskins, and it just felt right to me. So um, that one one makes sense. So that is a rumor that's out there uh, that Cowboys and Washington could be Thanksgiving. But we also have one other one that we know for sure. It's always a classic. 
Cowboys, Niners in San Francisco. They're on the road to the Niners this year, and it is in October. It's a week five, Cowboys and 49ers. Yeah, rematch of that playoff game last year where Dak threw some pretty bad passes and Tony Pollard got injured. And, man, mm-hmm. just thinking about that game, that defense, Dan Quinn was dealing. Brock Purdy had no idea what was going on, and it just came down to who made more mistakes, and that was the Dallas Cowboys. So we know how good they are on offense with Debo Samuel, but they have some questions themselves, like who's going to be the starter? I saw Sam Darnold at the Warriors game. See that with Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. That looked pretty starter-ish to me. I can't believe they have Darnold as an insurance that, policy. I, I know that's the homie. I know Christian McCaffrey and Sam have a relationship from them both being in Charlotte. But uh, I, if I'm Coach Shano uh-huh. and I see that, I'm like, oh, did y'all have to invite Guy? Did y'all have to oh, invite come Dude? come on Because you know he's a Trey Lance guy. If Trey Lance didn't get hurt, they probably would have rolled with him. Right. If he's healthy, you think it's Purdy? Is it is it Purdy based on what happened last year? I mean, I guess. We got to see how that arm looks. He's still got that zip on it because he's coming from that Tommy John surgery. So yeah, that, he's going to have to get used to slinging the ball the way they need him to sling it. As it comes out tonight, you'll take a look. If you're a Cowboys fan, obviously you want to look at all the uh, the opponent's schedule sometimes too. We'll see how San Francisco starts their schedule. We also got another Niners game announced December 3rd. Niners hosting Philly. Oh, good grief. Talk about a game I'll love to watch, but I hate everything about it. It's a Cowboys fan. I just want nobody to win if it's possible, but what a matchup that is. Jalen Hurts and Philly defending NFC champs with everything they have added in this draft, all those Georgia Bulldogs that they've added, and then San Francisco. We'll see who's the quarterback by that time. That's that's way into the season where you really need to know who you are. Yeah. And a lot of 49er fans, and Debo Samuel included, say if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt that game, they go on to the championship and not the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my God, they were down to the third or fourth. Who was the quarterback? Didn't Josh Johnson play in that game? Yeah, it was Johnson. Dude, they were Yikes. third, fourth, fifth guy. Yeah, Jimmy G and Trey Lance were on the sideline laughing and stuff. That was brutal. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy, man. Those two games have been announced. Also, we know how the uh, season will start Thursday night. How about this one? Kansas City Chiefs, that makes total sense, right? The Chiefs, the defending champs, uh, will host Detroit. What? Dan Campbell and the crew. Getting the love on a Thursday night. How about that? I'm a little confused, but... I was too. I was too. But it's, uh, you know, that was a... Detroit was playoffs or borderline playoffs? Borderline. They were right there. They didn't didn't get in, but almost did. Yeah, they beat Green Bay in Week 18 to keep them out the playoffs. That's what it was. Okay, gotcha. Um, But the the fact that we know kind of where that... You know, we know what the discussion is around that team. That means you're going to get an early look at that draft pick they made at 12 and that pick they made later. Maybe the linebacker uh, Campbell's in as well. So we'll see uh, what happens there. The first Monday Nighter Zay is good. And just get ready for this. If you're a New York hater and an Aaron Rodgers hater, Y'all know they're going to throw the Jets in everywhere they can, right? Jets-Buffalo is the first Monday night game. Ooh, that's spicy. Aaron Rodgers hosting Josh Allen in the first Monday nighter. Now, is it the weird back-to-back Monday nighters, or are we just keeping it to one? I think they're back to one now. Okay. 
I don't see another one. Now we'll we'll find out tonight when right. it all comes out. Uh, they have at times they do like to do that. Throw us a West Coast game at yeah. that night. I hope they just keep it to one though. Me too, because that's a real East Coast game, so they could try it. Like it makes sense if they were yeah. to go doubleheader and have that game play first. But man, with Aaron Rodgers having it be his first game versus Josh Allen, what else do you need? The Bills are pissed. What else do you need? I, I really think the Bills are pissed. Why is that? I, because last year, a lot of unlucky stuff happened to him. I mean, they thought DeMar Hamlin wasn't going to make it. How are we supposed to focus on the playoffs when mm. one of our guys might die? Like, that's that was real-life stuff they were going through last year. Plus, we mentioned all the safeties that they lost during the season, Hyde and Poyer, and then, you know, uh, what's my the corner over there? Crazy name. Uh, uh, you're not talking about White. Yes, Tre'Davious White. White. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Tre'Davious yeah. White ain't that crazy, but still, first like, name's great. Yeah, though. first name yeah, a little yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, they had a lot of unlucky stuff happen last year. We remember how Stephon Diggs fell after the game versus the Bengals. He was pissed because they knew that this was supposed to be the year. I had them to win last year. A lot of people had them win the Super Bowl last year. And who knows? Like, injuries are a part of the game. Yes, I know that. But who knows if they were healthy like the Eagles and the Chiefs were, what would have happened? Yeah, they can say that all they want. I'll just tell you, my my gut will always tell me that the Bills were in trouble that night. Bengals were going up and down the field till that play happened. But I get their I get their anger uh, and their their confusion there. Hopefully, they're able to just focus on football and roll. That's a great Week One matchup to establish how good can the Jets be right away, and then, like you said, can the Bills just kind of get their head together again? And is DeMar Hamlin playing in that game, by the way? Oh, man. If he does, like... That's a great question. Because we know he's already back. He's fully cleared. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's on an exercise bike on the side. They have fully cleared that guy for all football stuff. That's so amazing. It's wild, man. Modern medicine, uh, (laughs) just amazing. And also just his ability to to react to it. Obviously, what the Bills and Bengals folks did for him, uh, saving his life, was incredible. So all that's going on, and I think that's all we have. So then maybe Cowboys and Washington on Thanksgiving. That's a rumor that's out there. And then if you're a Cowboys fan, you should know it's nine road games this year. Remember, 17 games. So you got nine and eight. So this year, it switches every year. This year, it's nine road games for the Cowboys. It's nine home games for the Houston Texans. You know what my dream week one game would be? What's that? Prime time, Carrie Underwood, Sunday night, Collinsworth, the Dallas Cowboys, or a Mercedes-Benz Dome versus the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Cowboys Bijan? Cowboys Bijan. That defense versus Bijan and... I guess Desmond Ritter and that very intriguing offense for the Falcons, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They got some dudes. I'm, it's definitely not going to happen, but that would be my dream week one that, as a Texas fan. Yeah, that would be wild because I don't think that one. I don't even think the Falcons are on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think yeah. they are. I was going to double check to just make sure. Uh, yeah, they would not be because they are they were last in their division. The Cowboys play the NFC West, the entire division, and then the second place team there was Carolina. So the Cowboys will play Carolina. Okay. And now, if you don't know, since they've added the seventeenth game, the way they find the seventeenth game is you go into the other conference and you're gonna play another team that finished exactly where you did in your division. In this case, so the Cowboys get the whole AFC East. 
So they play the second-place team there, obviously, if you play the whole division. And that's Miami, I believe. But the other second-place team they grabbed, the Chargers, away. They're going to the Chargers as that, as that other second-place matchup. That also could be week one. That might be week one because Kellen Moore, don't think he's trying to put up 60 on Dan Quinn and those boys on the defensive side. You serious? Yeah. Y'all let me go for Big Mike? All right. Cool. Cool. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that that's um, that that's one to maybe look for. I'm kind of thinking like Cowboys Giants feels like it's always the first game, or it has yeah. been the first. I'm gonna say that, or maybe something out west where they decide, hey, let's see. either you send the Cowboys out west, or maybe you bring one of those teams to them. But that one feels like it could work because they have to go to the Chargers. We already know it's a road game, so why not just do that first Sunday night game? SoFi. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. We will see. NFL, full release tonight. I'm seeing ESPN 2 starts at 7. You know it's going to be everywhere, though. NFL Network will be covering it. Uh, But 7 o'clock is when things really start to come out. Also, uh, it's official now that Tom Brady is done and retired and moving on. The Patriots have announced they're going to honor Tom Brady week one. And we know, um, I don't think we know exactly what that game is yet, but once we find out, once the first home game, we know that's what they're going to do. So Tom Brady's going to get his love in that first home game, and if they retire numbers, they'll obviously do that. Or if there's a ring of honor, they'll do that, or both. Uh, Tom Brady will get the love, Robert Kraft, and he are going to hug, and the rest of the NFL will vomit on itself uh, early in the season. Mm, That's cute. Yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to be interesting, his... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Him and Bill talking and mm-hmm. conversating, how that's going to work. Obviously, they got to be cordial and professional, so they're going to hug and pretend to laugh and stuff, but I'm interested to see how that's going to look. My only prediction on all those interactions is they will all seem shorter than you would like them to be. That's what it's going to feel like. I yeah. guarantee you. Guaranteed. However long you think they should hug, it'll be shorter. However long you think they should shake hands, shorter. However long the conversation should be, shorter. It's going to be quick, to the point, and they're moving on. You don't think Bill would ever ask Tom? Because, well, why would Tom be in Foxborough? Like, come on now. But you think he would ever ask him, hey, just come hang around the facilities, give guys game. You're the greatest of all time, obviously the greatest in our franchise. Just your presence, your winning presence around here feeds off the guys. Just come hang out every once in a while. You think Tom would do that? With everything that's happened, Man. all the history. I don't know. It's an interesting question because this is supposed to be that season where he's chilling, right? He's not. Yeah, di- because next year's next Fox. year's broadcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how he would want to spend the year. Um, I don't know if Bill would want that distraction for whoever his quarterbacks are going to be because that's a huge distraction. So I don't. I don't know. I love the idea though. I just don't know if everybody could deal with that. I don't know if it could. If you're Mac Jones, you're not calling it a distraction. You're saying the greatest of all time is trying to help me out. You take that. In theory, yes. I get I get the idea. I just don't know if it works in real life. <laughs> 
I don't know if the re- think about it. real life social media northeast media version of that story. Is Tom Brady going to do a group media interview every day? Because they're going to want to talk to him. See, that, you're asking for too much. No, nah, he ain't going to do that. Okay. Just behind the scenes stuff. Um, Watching film with the guys. He's an know? analyst is what you're saying. Basically. Offensive analyst. Yes. All right. Maybe. I'd love it. I'd love that idea. Uh, we'll see if that happens. So there's some NFL. We'll keep an eye on the schedule, see if anything else leaks out during the show today. We'll get back into the NBA discussion at 105. Up next, though, in the crap bag, let's talk about Andy Enfield and his parent support group. It's kind of famous. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. This one's going to be tough. Going to be tough. Not quite, not quite my thing, and not quite my time frame. I know the song, but. God, it's an individual, right? Individual name? No, it's a group. It is a group. Well, then I definitely don't know. Who is it? Spiral Staircase. Oh, I wasn't getting that. Wow. Spiral Staircase? Okay. Spiral Staircase. What's the song called? More Today Than Yesterday. Ah, wow. I would have missed both, both sides of that. All right. Spiral Staircase and Taylor Dane have gotten us started today. We appreciate everybody on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Somebody texted, Tom Brady should coach. Oh, I don't know about that. Don't know if that's going to happen. Somebody said, my opening Monday night game also on 9-11, the all-New York matchup. Uh, Aha. And in that case, you really should leave it alone. Just let that be. Yeah, let that be. The only things, uh, yeah, the only thing you deal with there. uh, Thank you for that. I had not thought of that that, that connection. Uh, Also, somebody texted in Steelers-Houston, question mark. That does happen in Houston. Houston will host the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know that because the family on my wife's side is trying to figure out the, the the Texans part and the Steelers part, trying to figure out if they want to go together to the game. And I've already wow. and I've already told them if y'all want me to go, I will go. Yeah. But all y'all Houston people got to understand I'm a Cowboys fan. And I hate y'all more than I hate them. <laughs> So I might show up and root for the black and yellow. I'm just warning you now. Damn. Yeah, I don't like How, I Just because it. it's Houston? Yeah, I've never been able to root for those pro-Houston teams. I can't do it. Mm. Can't do it. Can't do it. I've told my wife there's a short list of teams that if you want to go, if you want me to go to Steelers versus that team, I'll wear your stuff and I'll root for the Steelers. This is just me being the goofy outsider I've always been, but it's a certain list. It can't be just anybody. The Texans are on the list, though. I would get if the Oilers back in the day and the Texans were winning championships and stuff, but they weren't. They haven't. Yeah. Y'all were. Yeah. So what's this, where's this pettiness coming from? I get being a Rockets hater. They won with Dream and Ooh, stuff. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, I get being tough. the Astros hater. We've seen what they've done the mm-hmm. last six years. Yeah. But yeah. Texans, though? Hey. Damn, that's, that's that's some serious hate. First game still stings. Elephants never forget. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Derek Carr, baby. Was that Derek Carr versus Quincy Carter? Please don't tell me that's what it was. That was the matchup. See, there's no... <laughs> 
There's no reason for you to young guy this whole thing. First of all, his name is David Carr. David Carr, excuse me, David. And I do not recall who the Cowboys quarterback was that night. I am not going back to look. You can all go back and look if you want. I don't know. I hope it wasn't Quincy. I don't know. Somebody just texted, that's the Aggie in you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. You're right. All right. Um, Let's get into the crap bag here because somebody's parent list got a little more interesting overnight. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So I'm going to take everybody back a little bit to the early 2000s, kind of where we just were, talking about the the Cowboys and the Texans playing for the first time. But when I was covering women's basketball for Texas, I remember an Oklahoma team where they had, I think it was four different players with famous dads. They had the Paris twins that were, I think they were Bubba Paris's Girls, I think that's right. I remember the Paris Twins. Famous Oklahoma football player. Ben Roethlisberger's daughter was on that team as like a reserve. And then they had one of the Dreams kids, Hakeem Olajuwon. And I remember thinking, God, that's got to be a crazy little meeting when you bring the family together and it's that many famous folks. Did Ben Roethlisberger have children when he was 12 years old? I'm sorry, not children. Uh, his sister. My oh, bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Not kids. I'm, no, 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 no. Sister. Alright. You know, I know he's done call. some wild stuff. Sorry, but... sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. It was either a younger sister or like a niece. One of the two. Yeah, because but... Ben's track record, you can't be throwing that out there. You're right, you're right. My bad, right. Ben. My bad, Ben, if you're out there. So I don't want to... Don't let me start some internet story. So... I thought of that team when I saw this story about USC. So if you don't know, the head coach at USC is Andy Enfield. Zay, wasn't he that dude that was running Florida Gulf Coast back in the day? Is that Ooh. Enfield? Or was he it's a different team? I don't team. recognize that name. He was, at a, he was at a smaller school and then got the USC gig out of it. I thought he was the Florida Gulf Coast guy, but maybe I'm uh, not. That would make sense. FC, what are the Florida Gulf? I mean, I'm F- going to G- the very reliable Wikipedia. Oh, of course, you got to check that. Yeah. F- um, F- yeah, yeah, he was Florida Gulf Coast. Yes, okay, gotcha. So I had that part right. So Andy goes to USC. Now, he already had um, our man Chris Bennett reached out and said, hey, Chad, that's some squad your co-host is part of. Again, remember, this Isaiah Collier that I work with every day is the Isaiah Thomas spelling. It is not the biblical spelling. The biblical spelling is Isaiah Collier, the stud basketball player, five-star that's about to go to USC. Yep. So I don't know if his parents are famous or whatever, but they do have some competition because you probably already heard Bronny James has committed to USC. So LeBron is now a dad, a basketball dad that Andy Enfield has to deal with. And now, Zay, he has added another one in the last couple days because DJ Rodman is a USC Trojan. Wow. Whoa. Is right. Apparently this is a transfer. He was somewhere else. I think he was... Yeah, Washington State. Okay, there you go. I was going to say he's somewhere out west and and was... Uh, was so he's just switching in the Pac-12. Um, so there's going to be a transfer situation, but DJ Rodman is going to USC. Do you... Have you watched him play? Do you know how good nope, he is? not at all. Because I haven't seen him play at all. Nope, just a 6'6", 22 years old. I don't think he rebounds like Pops. But. Oh, you don't think? <laughs> you can take the think out of that. You know he doesn't rebound like Pops. But yeah, yeah, he's probably pretty good. Dude, can you imagine trying to run the security for those games? You got LeBron coming in, got to find a seat for him, and then Rodman showing up with all the piercings and the look and the thing and his vibe. You got to figure out how to make sure everybody stays safe at those games. Good grief. I wonder how the son of Dennis Rodman would be. Like, that's my father. 
I'm listening to this guy. You used to wear dresses, bruh. Man, not anything wrong with that. Some people wear dresses. That's hey, cool. But when he, when, still. When he, was dressing, when he was wearing those dresses, nobody out-rebounded him. That's true. And he was getting a lot of women wearing those dresses. A lot of A-list and, women. That's right. Yeah, son, don't let him tell you you can't date whoever you want when you wear dresses because I wore dresses and I dated Madonna. Yeah. So Yeah, I got Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. Do you need to see the rest of the list? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Yo mama. Yo mama. <laughs> Whoever's mama. His mama might be someone famous. Might be. Yeah, right. Exactly. DJ Rodman to USC. So that will be a fun story to follow in college basketball. Nowadays, it's only a one-year story. So follow closely because it's not going to last very long. I don't think Bronny James is a lifer at USC. Is that fair? Yeah, pretty fair. That's a one and gone? Yeah. One and absolute... Um. Yeah, maybe. 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 We'll see. Okay. Uh, there you go. Some crap bag for you on this Thursday. Up next, let's talk NBA. The All-NBA teams were announced, and a couple of guys, by being named to the All-NBA teams, can now get paid with a capital P. We'll tell you about that. Plus the two games tonight, one home team and one road team trying to end a series and head to the conference finals. That is coming up. Also in the flex segment today, we're going to talk NIL and college hoops because there was a dude that really laid the truth out for all of us and we need to acknowledge it. Plus later on in the show in our 2 o'clock hour, the great Mark Henry will uh, hopefully be coming in studio and talking to us about the AEW event next week and his event, The Big Lift, that's uh, held Helping USA Weightlifting Foundation raise some money as well. That's all coming up. Stay with us on a Thursday. This is The Horn.